You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello, hello, guys, and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. Show number eight, and tonight we're going to be focusing on technique. But not just any technique, the technique which divides opinion throughout the sport the world over. No prizes for guessing. I'm talking about the King's Move, the Canada Goose. Whatever you call it, whether you love it or hate it, one thing that you've got to accept is quite simply that the King's Move is the most talked about technique in the history of the sport. So much so, in fact, that non-arm wrestlers, people with no real specific technical knowledge related to arm wrestling at all, have an opinion on this one. And they're not frightened to voice it. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I'll let you guys make up your own minds. But in today's show, the first of two which will focus specifically on this subject we will hear from a number of star arm wrestlers from the World Arm Wrestling League roster who have strong opinions about the King's Move. In this first King's Move focus show, we'll hear mainly from the athletes who are against the King's Move and who feel like it's detrimental to the sport, allowing them to explain, in their own words, specifically why they're of that opinion. We'll also, however, hear from one man who is synonymous with the modern-day King's Move in elite competition. Monster Michael Todd, the reigning World Arm Wrestling League super heavyweight hammer holder, a man who describes himself as the most hated arm wrestler on earth. And why? Because of the fact that he utilises the King's Move. And for anybody out there that's thinking, hated? That's a pretty strong word. Let me give you a little bit of perspective. If Michael Todd was being tried by a jury of anti-King's Move lobbyists, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he received a sentence of life imprisonment for riding his bike without lights. And that sentence would have been a hell of a lot worse if when he was arrested, it had actually been dark. That's right. Largely as a result of using the King's Move, many would argue that the man is unjustifiably unpopular. When I last caught up with Michael, we touched on why he felt that negative perception had gone so far, and what effect, if anything, that had on the man. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to welcome to the show the heavyweight champion of the world, Monster Michael Todd. Mike, it's great to have you on here, mate. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. I've known you. We're one of my closest personal friends in the sport of arm wrestling for more than 25 years. And I've watched you entertain people in the Arm War Super Series, in the World Arm Wrestling League, in promotion after promotion after promotion globally. And when you were coming up through the ranks, there was no King's Move. You were 
seen as the best defensive puller in the world. Your some of your matches against Marcio were just truly breathtaking. Your matches with Ron Bath similarly breathtaking. You're the guy that's done that time and time again and gained massive popularity. We wind the clock forward. You sort of reinvent yourself, Mike. It's fair to be said. It's fair to say. You come back with the king's move, and all of a sudden, the world wants you to burn. Just talk to me about that. Does it? Do you? Do you feel? Do you really feel that? Do you take it personally? How does that allow you to sleep at night, or do you just shrug it off? Well, back to your original comment. I'm a hell of a guy. <laughs> you know, say how can you not like me? I'm pretty freaking awesome all around, right? But for some reason, this King's Move thing has just made people, I don't know, it's, it's insane to me. For one, you hear that the only way to pin me is to break my arm. Well, okay, then how is it that there have been people out there who have been able to pin me? For two, oh, he's holding him with this bone. It's a bone lock. It's 100% the bone. Well, if I'm on the bone the entire time that I'm holding somebody, how is it that all of a sudden I end up getting pinned? My bone didn't break. If I was holding you the whole time with my bone, what they don't understand is the reason I've become the arm wrestler that I am is because of those wars, those 20 years of me entertaining the world arm wrestling, being the best defensive arm wrestler in the world, causing injuries to my arm, to where I had two choices, retire or, you know, evolve. And the evolution is just what happens, right? So my body has created a protective nature around that bone, right? Because if you get me all the way to my arm being straight, I'm in an arm bar and I have to let up. And you, you see that occasionally in matches. Someone will push me to the point where my arm is straight and I have to raise up. So it's a, it's a tendon, it's a joint, it's a muscle, whatever it is. Right before you get to my arm straightest point, I have a very strong holding spot right there. But that's not the reason I do the king's move. The reason I do the king's move is I've lost 19 and a half inches range of motion in my right arm. When I say 19 and a half inches, what I mean is when my fist, if I try to pull my fist back to my shoulder, I'm 10 inches from touching my shoulder. Mm-hmm. If I lay flat and I try to straighten my arm out, my fist, my palm, my meat of my hand is nine and a half inches from touching the ground. That 10 inches from my fist to my shoulder is what forced me to use the king's move. Or to, to, and it, whether it's use the king's move, arm wrestle in that, that particular style, what it is is I, I have to create height. And if you have an arm that functions correctly, you just bring your hand higher. You hammer curl up. Well, I can only bring my hand 10 inches to my shoulder. So, so wait a minute. Point, whoa, 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 sweet child of mine. You're telling me you've only got 10 inches of motion in an up and down movement on your arm. No, no. I've lost 19 and a half inches. So I you've lost 19 and a half inches. You know, I don't know how much the range is. I'm just telling you, if I take up and I'm hitting a hammer curl mm-hmm. and I, or I just want to pull my fist all the way to my shoulder. The closest my fist will come to my shoulder is 10 inches. Wow. It will. I mean, it's 10 inches. So if that's the full extent of my up pressure is 10 inches from my shoulder, how in turn, how am I supposed to fight? I have to drop down until I can force my hand higher. And this is calcification. This is a damage yeah. to tendons, ligaments, joints. Nine bone. years ago when my elbow was x-rayed, <laughs> the doctor said I had over 70 fractures in my arm. Nine years ago. So who knows what it looks like now? And I think the technical term for those is commitment fractures, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, it just I, and, and that's what happened. It was just years and years and years of me unwilling to give up. I would hold on and hold on. And if my opponent didn't pin me, I was going to find a way to pin them, regardless of what it did, damage it did to my arm. 
Well, so, to be fair, you are the guy that in interviews said to me, look, you know, I will break my arm to win this match. And people may think that you're joking when you say that, but I actually saw that happen. You told me on the Friday night, look, this is how it's going to go down. And we're going to find out one or two things. I'm going to hit him bone to bone. And either my arm's going to break or I'm going to win the match and take his soul. I guess we find out tomorrow. Those were your words. We went into the match and that is exactly what you did. And your arm did actually break. But one thing I will say, you did not take a backward step. Not one. No, I went right at him. And I still felt on that day, that time, that era of arm wrestling, <laughs> I had the best left-handed shoulder press in the world. He was better at put, forcing people. Like his hand and wrist were stronger. So he could take a top roller and force them into a press where I didn't have the hand and wrist strength to do that. But press, press, my, my press was the best in the world. I will argue that to my dying day. I just had had an injury going into that match. The doctor said I had a muscle tear and it was a partially torn ligament. I mean, I wouldn't warm up because I said if I felt any pain, I knew I'd back off. I didn't get it. I said, who knows what's going to happen? But as soon as they say go, I'm going to go as hard as I can at that dude. But the King's move isn't all about Michael Todd. This unusual but undeniably effective technique has been adopted by other top arm wrestlers. Perhaps most notably, No Limits Devon Larratt, who in his most recent outing in defeating Toddzilla Todd Hutchins, relied heavily on utilising the King's move. It was Hutchings' first time facing the technique, and I caught up with this powerhouse puller to find out what his feelings were immediately post his first King's Move experience. Ladies and gents, welcome Todd Zilla, Todd Hutchins to the show. And and Todd, I wanted to pick up with you on the King's Move. We've, uh, we've got a lot of negative comments. We've got a lot of positive comments. People are really divided around this technique. And I'm aware from our previous conversations that you had not faced anybody pulling the King's move before your first experience with, with Devon Larratt. So I'd like to get just your take on the King's move and your take on how it felt the first time around. Oh, yeah, the King's move, I you know, I've seen it a lot. I've never been King's moved before. And that, that is a bizarre feeling because I felt like I could push push that down the whole time and it just wouldn't it was just frustrated it was going what the you know um as far as that goes i think solaris pulls the king's move once in a while but it's he, he's not pulling it to try to win he's usually pulling it to stop a match to end it you know so he yep. usually follows way out but i don't know how if you know i i mean i see michael todd when michael todd does the king's move He's good enough to get it completely on his side of the table. I think if two people are of equal height mm-hmm. and you pull the match to your side, I don't think the King's move is as effective. But as far as the uh, the negative press and stuff, I think that's wholly the responsibility of the roughing and the rules and the way they manage and stuff. If they would, yep. you know, they'll call elbow fouls under every condition except some, when somebody's doing the King's move. So the King's move is almost a get-out-of-elbow-call-free zone. Yeah. That's what bothers most folks. And the other thing, well, at least that's what, what I think bothers people, because most pe- a lot of times there's a King's move applied, and they're not calling the elbow foul. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, 
I heard somebody, they were, they were talking about, we're going to, your shoulders got to be above the table if it's neutral or if you're not losing or if you're a Virgo and Venus is rising or some shit like that. If they would just say, <laughs> look, your elbow has to be on the pad at all times. Yeah. And you're, if, if they said your competing shoulder has to be above the table at all times, I think 80% of the negative press on the Kings move disappears. Mm -hmm. What happens, what I see on the Kings, at least the matches people bring up and bring up and bring up, there's other fouls that could have been called to stop, you know. The running foul buys into it, too, because, you you know, the guy's elbow fouling, but it's running, you know, if they just stop the match like they do over at PAL, I think the Kings move wouldn't be beat up as much. Yeah. But that's my opinion. I... But it is. I mean, if you've never pulled against it, it's it's bizarrely frustrating. Is it something that you are going to actively train to to combat, mate? I mean, obviously that's your first taste of that that medicine, bad though it was. Is it something that you can sort of look at, break down, and try to work so you've got a way around it? Yeah, I think for me, I definitely need some sort of press game. Um, you know, usually I'm so worried about being top rolled. I'll let the wrist go, just keep my knuckles high just so I don't turn up under. But the other thing is, is when I was it when he was when I was pulling against the king move, I didn't know I was being king's move because I'm so I can't see. You know, I'm mm. looking at his hand and I'm looking at the pin pad, and all I know is, you know, either I pinned him or I'm as close as I can pin him without getting it called. I don't know what the rest of his arm is, but in mm. the future, if I hit towards that pad two or three times and it's not going down. I'm going to have to look up and see, or I got to have somebody in my corner telling me that somebody's King's moving me. And then you have to get some down pressure game. You got to develop either a flop wrist press. You got to somehow, uh, what is it? I don't want to get it wrong. Supinate that wrist again a little and see if you can Mm -hmm. generate more of a hook, but it's tailor made. If you're six and a half feet tall, and the other guy is under six feet tall. The freaking king's move is an effective freaking weapon, man. Damn. No, obviously, you've got an incredible amount of side pressure, and you're great from the transition perspective. It, it, would you ever see yourself actively training a king's move of your own? Is that something that you would pursue? Have you any interest in that, or do you feel like it's not something that you'd entertain? I tried when, um, before Michael Todd got really, really good at it, but when he was, I think he tried it against some Plinkoff. It was, I was in Utah at the time. Yeah. And we were in my house and, you know, I would get into the King's move and I'd, and I'd tell somebody, okay, slowly start pulling. So, and dude, that set my whole right freaking side on fire. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and, and if you watch people like Devin and Michael, they, they take, that's probably like learning to play the fiddle. It's yep. probably nothing you can just do in a few weeks. It's probably something you got to get used to, you know. But it's an odd feeling for me because it. Uh, when I practice, you got to be committed that it's going to work because you don't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of options when you're all hung out like that, you know. No. Until, you know, you until you wear the other guy out, drag drag the match back to center and get some kind of hand control. You just got to figure that uh, that it's going to work. But if you could jump into a or like Michael Todd finishes it with a press, but I can see where the Jerry Cataract press or somebody that had a little bit more hand control could do it. Or, you know, just just do what John does and figure out, well, fuck this. I'm just going to beat the hand in neutral and make it a conventional match. 
Yeah, it really has got the world divided, mate. And thank you very much for your opinions on the King's move. It's uh, it's it's nice to get the the insight from that move on someone who's just literally faced it right around the corner. I mean, it's still very much fresh in your mind. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show and for taking time out to do so. Cheers, buddy. Always my pleasure. Thanks, Neil. WAL 502 lightweight contender, Jeff the Hail Razor Hail, is a man who throughout his career has been known for his open-minded approach to technique. We caught up with the Hail Razor to find out where he stands. The King's move, man, that's an interesting, interesting style of arm wrestling. It's one that I've really only faced once in competition. And uh, it was against George Izakowicz from Canada. And I can honestly sit here and tell you that I don't care what people say about the King's move being a cheat move or not. I felt a lot of power from that gentleman. I was very impressed with some of his strengths, his hand, his wrist, his rotation. You know, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, a fan of the move, if you will. I'm not, I don't really care for the move that much, but I do respect it. And it does, it does kind of, I am kind of in awe about it because it is one of those moves that has been very difficult to, to defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for someone like myself, who again has short leverage, you know, small hand, it might be an imp- impossible move for me to defeat against someone that has, um, a long arm or a big hand. I'm not sure I can overcome that, that, that type of style. Um, but do I hate it? I don't hate it. I just, uh, I just don't, I don't really think about it to be honest. With you. I don't really, I don't really care about it. I don't find it. Um, I don't find it attractive. You know, when I watch an arm wrestling match, you know, I want to see technique. I want to see power. I want to see explosiveness. I want to see, you know, I like, I, honestly, I like watching top rollers, top roll. I think it's very, I mean, this is going to sound a little weird, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful motion. It is like watching, a, you know, uh, a dramatic film, if you will. It's, it's, for me, it's inspirational. It's just, it's awesome. It's amazing. And when I watch, when if I compare that to like the King's movie, man, I just, uh, I, I don't find it interesting. I don't find it aesthetically pleasing to my eye. So, I just don't care about it. <laughs> I don't, and I don't really put a lot of thought behind it. Is it something that you would ever train for? Would you actually try to build it into your arsenal? Is it something that you ever have tried to build into your arsenal? You know, I've never trained the King's move. Um, I've just never been that type of arm wrestler. I've always been a very dynamic arm wrestler, uh, a very muscle-driven arm wrestler. And I, and I do feel that the King's move is more of a defensive move. It's more of a joint-based move, and that's just not me. So I've never, I've never tried to train it. I've never felt like that was me. You know, I always thought, I always thought, you know, to be the best version of yourself is to be an honest version of yourself. And if I'm honest with myself, I'm not a king's move arm wrestler. That's just not me. The man from Tulsa is not a fan. Hell no. Okay, guys, we're just going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back in just a few. Hey, 
Hey guys, welcome back to the World Arm Wrestling League this week. Let's crack on with the show. The Wild Horse has been on the receiving end of the King's move once again, like Todd Hutchins, as a result of his matches against No Limits Devon Larratt. But did losing to the King's move make him bitter? I checked in with the Wild Horse to find out. Matt, we've seen a lot of people going to the King's move in arm wrestling recently. And um, it's fair to say, Matt, that you could have uh, secured a couple of victories over some very large names had it not been for the King's move. I wanted to just get you on here and find out what your actual opinions are on the King's move. Are you sort of negative? Are you anti the King's move? Are you pro the King's move? Of someone who's experienced it, in uh, such negative circumstances, where, where's your head at around that? Uh, I say to one's own. <laughs> I'm trying to be as politically correct as, a, as I can <laughs> about this one. <laughs> I know there's so many mixed opinions on it. It's, as long as it's still in the rules, it's fair game, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. For me, I'm, I'll lose before I'll get down to that position. I just feel that when someone's arm is that extended, you've lost. The whole name of the game is to keeping your arm close to your body. Mm -hmm. And when you're no longer using your tendons and your muscles to pull the opponent and you're using bone locks or you're using, using the leverage of your joints in order, in order to tire them out for that little bit of time, I personally think it's chicken shit uh that's my opinion on it i'm i'm a firm believer stand up there and bang so you you'll never see me you never see me do that. i think maybe i got too much pride i don't know i it doesn't feel comfortable even when i do do it. i've never really tried it or attempted it so i don't know it's there's got to be there's got to be a limit to it right like like i keep hearing that if your shoulder is below the elbow pad in a losing position, what shoulder are they talking about? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, are they talking about the arm that's pulling that shoulder or is it the, the peg hand shoulder, you know? Cause I personally think if I think if it's to be enforced properly, I think it should be the peg hand shoulder drops below the elbow pad. And in your, in your, Obviously, you said at the start of the piece there that whilst it is still in the rules, cold, hard, and direct, if Matt Mask made the rules, would the King's move be in the rules or would it be outlawed? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be outlawed, it'd be more enforced. Like it's when when someone like I would I would make it so you can do it to an extent, but the way I look at it, if your arm gets past a hundred and sixty degree angle you've lost you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you're not like you're at the end of your of your lengths of your arm it's it's game over you know what i mean like you can't you can't keep your hand close to your face then you know that's that's arm wrestling i think of it you know that's how i've always envisioned it that's how i picture it i personally don't think it looks very good for the sport you know, when you have guys sitting there laying on their joints, but mm -hmm. it's still part of the rules and there is a way around it. Uh, you know, and each each person has their own 
thrown King's move too, right? Like Michael Todd's King's move is a little different than Devin's King's move. Yeah. Devin does more of the pronation around Michael Todd's more, a lot more cupping with his wrist while he's doing mm-hmm. his King's move. So, so it's, it's, it's a little different. I think Devin's is easier to beat if you can drive into a press once you get him to that point. Like yep. I feel like when Todd had him on the brinks, if he would have jumped onto his shoulder, I have a feeling there's nowhere Devin could have been able to go except for mm-hmm. off the back of the pad to try to secure, secure another, another goal at it or something. But you know, Michael Todd's is a little different. You go to drive in on Michael Todd's like that. And it's you, you literally have to be able to take Michael Todd's hand in order to beat his king's move, yeah, you know, and literally twist it around and bend it down. So it's not that it's not possible to beat him. It's just it's very it's a very difficult move to counter, and it's still part of the rules. So you know that's what can you do, right? So until until eventually, you know, maybe they they feel that that's not the angle they want to start going, and they counter back on it, then we're all just going to have to live with it, right? So live with it and find somebody that pulls like that or in them different angles and see what works better at getting it done. Right. So, cause there's every, every move has a loophole to it. Just some moves there, the loopholes a lot smaller than there is to others. Matt Mask then another arm wrestler who doesn't feel that the Kings move will be added to his own technical toolkit. One of the most outspoken arm wrestlers on the subject of the King's move is Rob Vigent Jr. The reigning middleweight champion of the world is never short of something to say, and particularly when he feels really passionate about the subject. And the King's move is a subject about which he really does. RBJ is with me now, Rob. It's fair to say, mate, that you are not practicing the king's move. Tell me, tell me your opinions <laughs> and just why you hate this move so much. Well, I think it's a survival tactic, and it really goes against the grain of what arm wrestling is. I know some people will play the evolution card and restriction card, but when you think about arm wrestling to its core, it's basically straightening out your arm angle to pin someone by hook or by crook, but regardless of where the pin falls, if you, if that elbow joint gets straightened to where it can't bend anymore, it doesn't have to be at the pin line. It doesn't have to be at a certain position. I think as soon as your arm is straightened out to where it can't open anymore, it's match. And I don't see that as soon as you take some sort of muscle, some sort of strength and hold out of the equation, you're basically playing a different game. You're not even arm wrestling anymore. Uh, to me, it's uh, it's a survival tactic, and and it's a forfeiture. As soon as your arm goes straight, it's you forfeited the match. It's no different than uh, jumping out of the cage in the octagon and taking a quick breather because you were getting your ass whipped, and then uh, jumping back in after a minute and wanting to resume. No, you forfeited. It's over. So the the argument being that the arm has failed when the king's move is resorted to. Now, Michael Todd. And other practitioners of the King move, but particularly Michael, claims that that is not the case at all and that when he performs this, he's still on muscle. He's not using material. He's not using tendon and ligament. He's not using joint and any calcification. He claims that he's arm wrestling with muscle at this point. But you don't buy that. 
Oh, man, I don't buy that at all. I mean, it falls into the same spot every time and he can hold it just like other famous Kings movers for minutes upon minutes upon minutes, even seemingly effortlessly. And who the fuck's strongest point is at that bottom range in in lifting? You know, you tell anybody to flex their 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 bicep as hard as they can or to hold something in a static as hard as they can. Not one person out there is going to be that almost straight angle laying backwards on a fucking preacher bench. They're going to actually pick it up to almost a relatively 90 degree, give or take. I mean, nobody's strong spot is down there. It goes against all the rules of physiology. So, so in so many respects, you're going to be more enduring than anybody mm-hmm. and it's muscle. I mean, you could sell that to somebody else. I'm not buying. So it could be that what, what you're actually seeing there from Mike is that he has an area uh, when his arm is straight that if you manage to expose it, that's where he's feeling that nerve pain that he describes or the pain in his elbow and he has to let go. But your argument will be that at the end of the day, his arm is straight, end of. It's as straight as it's going to go. Yeah, it's just like an arm bar. I mean, somebody straightens your arm and they, they put pressure on it. You could hold it until they put enough pressure on it that they're going to break it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would imagine that somebody that's a practitioner of it is going to be in defense of it because they don't want their own accomplishments spit on. And I get that. It's Again, it's, a, it's another survival tactic saying that it's really just a purely strength move, but it absolutely isn't. Not And it's not arm wrestling. I mean, I have my own opinion of what arm wrestling is, and that looks nothing like it. Uh, the, the, the name of the game is to straighten out that elbow angle. If I took a guy who was a total goon that could just hold 500 pounds in a curl and had nothing else, I don't care if he had a wrist, a hand, or anything, he could just sit there and hold 500 pounds on a bicep, a real 500 pounds, he would never lose an arm wrestling match. He would mm-hmm. just sit there and no one would be able to open that joint because at some point in time, a pin comes from leveraging and opening up that joint. If you go to a point where your joint's already opened, what's the point? Didn't we just see kind of what we were going after? So Rob Vigent Jr. makes some strong, but also pertinent points in that style that only he can. Another arm wrestler who shares Vigent Jr.'s strong opinions would be former lightweight double hammer holder, Tony the Iron Man Katowski. And Tony took time out of his busy schedule to catch up with us and voice his opinions, explaining why he's so against the negative and detrimental effects that he feels the King's Move has on the sport he loves. Tony Katowski, tell me what you think about the King's Move, mate. This is a this is a move that's got the whole world of arm wrestling divided. Lovers and haters, where do you sit? I hate to move. You know, it doesn't mean I hate the people doing it, but I just hate to move. I feel it's a bad. I feels bad for the sport. Um, it, and the reason why I feels bad for the sport is because I personally believe for somebody to like something, whether it's baseball, football, hockey, it doesn't matter, <laughs> basketball. For somebody mm-hmm. to like something, they have to relate themselves to it. Okay, so chances are if you like baseball, you've played baseball as a child or if you played football as a child, you're going to like football later on in life or soccer. It doesn't matter. Anybody in this world has arm wrestled in some time in their life, just jokingly midair on a table, whatever you almost everybody's at least arm wrestled one time. So they can all relate. Okay, 
but not one person who has arm wrestled that one time can relate to arm wrestling on a table with a complete straight arm with their ass sitting on the ground. No. So they look at it and, you know, from some uh, some arm wrestlers perspective, they think it's kind of cool. But from your typical Joe watching from the street, they're going to look at that and say, what the hell is that? Yeah, I think that's a very fair comment, Tony. I mean, the comments you see just from guys that check in, see someone like Michael, and we always pick on Michael. There's many others, Devon, anybody else who who, who can actually put that move down well. They'll take a look at the, 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 the show, and it's definitely, of all the available techniques in the sport, that's the one with the, what the, is that technique factor. It's got that written all over it. Everybody's writing, that's not arm wrestling. That's not this, that's not that. And it, there's a lot of bad feeling, I think, around the King's move purely and simply because of that. Do you think it should be pulled out of the sport? Do you think they should outlaw it? Do you think it should take steps against it to minimise it? How do you see that? As far as pulling out of the sport, if you were to choose to do that, I think you'd have to do it slowly. Like, you mm-hmm. can't just do something, you know, uh, just out of spite. Um, I think they could minimise it. If you ask me how, I don't know. Uh, I'd really have to look at it. Frankly, I never really cared much because I personally can now beat the King's move and it doesn't bother me much. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as just sheer, I guess, popularity for the sport, I feel it should at least be minimized or somehow over time pulled out of it. Uh, just for the fact that, you know, like I said, your average Joe watching a sport does not, cannot relate themselves to that. And it took many years as you and every every arm wrestler out there knows, people say, well, you can't use your body. You can't use your body. It's straight up, you know, elbow mm-hmm. on elbow. And, you know, it took many years to change people's views on it because that's how they arm wrestled in bars 20 years ago. Sure. Well, things have changed a little bit because now, now technique has played so much role into it. So, um, you know, now we're running into the King's move, which... You know, I can see it. I mean, originally Crazy George started the King's move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Michael Todd started it because he's had some injuries, which bone spurs and stuff like that. And ultimately, we have to ask ourselves, would Crazy George, would Michael Todd, would Devin Lorette, you know, all these great arm wrestlers, elite arm wrestlers, would they be where they are today if they weren't able to, you know, just sit up and play the King's move on the table? Would they be where they are? Well, while it pains me to say it, I've got to draw the curtain down on this wave of King's Move negativity. And the next time we speak about this technique, we're going to hear from the Yes Camp, the goers, the pro King's Movers. We've just got to find a couple. So as that arduous search gets underway... I want to once again thank all of you guys for tuning in to World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. I look forward to seeing you again the same time next time. Stay smart, stay strong, and take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.